Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Today we've got a crazy story of taking someone's life savings. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, I called Child Protective Services and had them take my sister's children away. Usually, when people have to get back at their sibling, it's almost always a half-sibling or step-sibling. That was not the case with my sister and me. My sister and I are full siblings, we grew up together and were raised in the same house. My sister and I are proof that two people can grow up experiencing abuse and still turn out very differently. Our mom was terribly abusive towards us when we were kids. She would hit us and then apologize to us in tears later at night. Although she worked very hard and made sure we went to school and had all that we needed and some of the things we wanted, she would punish us by taking everything back the minute she was not pleased with us. One of my earliest memories was of my mom buying me a beautiful teal blue dress for a dance at school. I can't remember what I did, but I'm sure it was something children did at the time. Something very childish and insignificant. My mom was so mad at me that she took my teal blue dress and gave it to my sister. I wailed when it happened, but my mom couldn't be bothered. I think she may have even enjoyed it when we cried. Our dad left when we were little. He gave no reason. He just got up one day, left, and only came back four years after. He didn't even divorce my mom. They were married. He just completely ghosted her. The year he left, my mom broke down completely and my siblings and I witnessed too many emotional meltdowns. She went to the police to file a missing persons report and she had every family member and friend looking for him. After a month, the police found him in another state and my dad lied about running from the house because my mom was abusive. He also lied that they were separated. My mom was abusive towards us and her children, but she was never mean to my dad. If anything, she worshipped him and he treated her like dirt. My mom was mean to my sister and me, but she was less mean to our brother. She hardly ever corrected him and was cool with nearly everything he did, even if what he did was disrespect my sister and me. We were older than him. While I don't think my mom became abusive because my dad left, she became a lot meaner to us after he left. She kept providing for us, but she would seize our stuff and starve us if we didn't do what she wanted. My sister and I hardly had any friends because my mom would complain about our friends. They were either bad girls who wanted to introduce us to boys and drugs, or they were sassy and would teach us to disobey and disrespect her. Having a boyfriend was a huge no too. We simply were not allowed to date at all. I didn't have a boyfriend until after high school, but my sister found her way around my mom's rules and secretly dated her boyfriend, who later became the father of her children. Her relationship was kept secret for a while, but my mom and everyone else soon found out about it. At this time, my mom had gotten herself a boyfriend and was too preoccupied with her relationship to care about whatever my sister and I were doing. Just as my dad was a chronic on and off father, my sister's boyfriend would regularly just ghost her. He would stop speaking to her for months, and whenever that happened, she would fail woefully in school. She used to play tennis and was a great player too, but whenever he left her again or they had any sort of argument, she would fall apart and abandon tennis altogether. It was almost like she lived for him. Without him, she couldn't function well. I tried to talk to her about her behavior many times, but my sister never listened. 
Instead, she would hit me. I could have hit back and even beaten her up if I wanted to. My sister was a year older than me, but she was smaller and, I dare say, weaker. She was the athlete, but I did a lot of running and boxing then too and could have easily beaten her up. For some reason, I never did. I just let her slap me around. I try to look away each time she embarrasses herself whenever her boyfriend leaves her, but I just couldn't. It was hard, not just because she was my sister, but because I got secondhand embarrassment just watching her make a fool of herself every time. My sister and I ought to have graduated from high school together since we were in the same grade, but she dropped out in her senior year. She just stopped going to school. I wanted to tell my mom about it, but I was scared that my mom would hit her. One day, I decided that I was going to tell my mom that my sister had stopped coming to school. I knew she was dropping out because of her boyfriend who had dropped out the year before. I hoped my mom would just make her return to school, but she didn't. She just laughed and promised my sister that she was going to have a horrible life without an education. Women who have great jobs and education don't even find it easy to get by. Without an education and a decent job, you're doomed. I never expected you to amount to anything anyway, my mom had said. My sister never returned to school. She got a job at a cafe close to our home and lived with my mom. She soon got pregnant with her first son. I wasn't at home when that happened, I'd gone off to college. When I returned home two years later, she was pregnant with her second son. My mom was constantly mad at my sister. She wanted her to move out of her house, but my sister wouldn't leave. My mom was either too weak to do anything about it, or she was secretly happy that she had a child who was completely dependent on her, and had someone to boss around. One day, my sister stole a large amount of money from my mom and ran away with her boyfriend and their son. My mom was devastated. She cursed my sister every day and became very hostile toward me. I could no longer live in such a toxic environment, so I left. My brother came along with me. We got an apartment of our own and split the bills. While I paid the larger share of our rent, my brother bought groceries and took care of our feeding. He owned a small fast food business anyway, so I never worried about food. All I did was work and try to build my career. One day, my brother told me that someone we knew had walked into his food shop to eat and had told him that my sister was struggling with drug addiction and that she was in a bad shape. I knew my sister used recreational drugs often, but I didn't think that she was or could be addicted to anything. Aside from her boyfriend, of course. Her boyfriend was rumored to have worked for a drug dealer before, but we never took it seriously. It wasn't unusual for that sort of thing to happen in our neighborhood anyway. I told my brother that we had to reach out to her and see how she was doing, but he refused. She's decided on the path to walk on. We really can't help her at this point. She's a lost cause. I remember thinking my brother was selfish. I got mad at him. He had no right to declare her a lost cause. He was on the verge of dropping out of high school too and had even gotten mixed up with some gangsters on the streets. If it hadn't been for my intervention, he'd never have been able to train as a cook and own a business. We have to do something. She may have behaved badly in the past, but she's still our sister. My brother shrugged. I'll make sure to remind you that I told you so, he said and walked away. I was pissed by his comment, but I didn't bother with a response. I understood his concerns. My sister had proved to be grossly irresponsible over the years. She dropped out of school, quit all the jobs she managed to get, 
without even giving her employers a notice and got pregnant twice by a man who couldn't afford to take care of his children or even himself. I called her and she told me that her ex had been hitting her. He started hitting her when they moved in together. I asked her to come over to our apartment and live with my brother and me. She agreed and I sent her money for bus tickets. She came over with her two sons to the annoyance of my brother. He was so mad at her that he wouldn't even look at her. I was preparing for my wedding at the time and my fiancé and I were saving money, but I had to talk to him about cutting down on our expenses so I could pay for my sister to go to rehab. The three months she spent away were very hard for me. I had to take care of her boys, argued a lot with my brother who just could not deal with having kids around, and even argued a lot with my fiancé because I barely had time for him since I had my hands full. When my sister returned, she continued to live with us and while she found it difficult to get a job, she was very helpful around the house. I had promised my brother that she would leave as soon as she returned from rehab, but when she did return, I couldn't ask her to leave since she had no money of her own. My brother was mad and soon moved out, which put a strain on our relationship for a while and, of course, burdened me with more responsibilities. I had already asked to postpone the wedding just so I could bounce back. One day, I spoke to my sister about getting a job and she flared up. I was irritated and told her to stop being so irresponsible. She almost hit me. It brought back my memories of how she used to hit me when we were in high school. I was livid and threatened to beat her up if she tried. She ran to the guest room where she stayed and slammed the door. While I was very mad at my sister, I understood her behavior and was willing to move past it. I just wanted her to get a job so she could move on with her life and stand on her feet again. For three days, my sister refused to speak to me. She actively avoided me, but I wasn't bothered. I figured she would be ready to talk later. One day, I returned from work and she was gone. She had left with her kids and gone back to her boyfriend. It hurt me what she did and it was hard to move on from it, but I did it anyway. Months later, I started getting calls from her. She was using again and her man would regularly bring women home and if she dared to confront him, he would hit her. I refused to listen to her. My husband, we had a small wedding later, encouraged me to ignore her too. She clearly does not want to be helped, he said to me. I let it be, but I still wanted to help her. I had memories of my sister when she was a bright, helpful young girl. She was athletic and brilliant. I kept thinking I could help her. Maybe if I just tried, she could go back to being as great as she used to be. I also saw how much my sister loved her kids. She was willing to do anything for them. And I felt she could be willing to become more responsible for them too. I invited her over to my house. My husband wasn't happy about this, but I promised him that it was my last try. When she came with her kids, she managed to get a job at my brother's fast food shop. I was glad that things were looking up for her, but she soon left the job. She didn't tell me why, and my brother didn't tell me why she left either, so I let it be. It wasn't until much later that my brother told me that he had caught her buying drugs from someone. He was angry because he knew how much I'd spent to get her into rehab. I confronted her, but she said nothing to me, she just looked away. The last straw for me was when I returned from work one evening and met my sister and my husband in our bedroom and had a heated argument. I was so curious about why they were arguing that I didn't even notice that my sister was wearing a red robe that belonged to me, and her body was visible under the robe. 
It turned out that my sister had noticed that my husband was not going to work that day and had snuck into our bedroom and tried to seduce him. I wasn't even surprised. I'd always known that she secretly resented my success and the fact that I had a loving and supportive spouse. I gave her a week to leave my house. She tried to move in with my mom, but my mom was not having it. She called the police the minute she saw her. My husband didn't feel safe leaving her in our home when we went to work, so whenever we were leaving for work, we would lock the bedroom door. One day I forgot to lock the door and only remembered when I was already at work. I rushed over to my team leader and told him that I had an emergency. I drove home and as if I was clairvoyant, I saw my sister in our bedroom frantically searching everywhere. I had some wads of cash in the drawer next to my bed. She had brought it out and placed it on the floor. I knew she was looking for money. When I caught her, she started screaming and tried to attack me. She couldn't, of course, as I was bigger and stronger. I called Child Protective Services the next day. I told them that she was a violent drug abuser and that the boys are not safe with her. They came and took her boys away while she wailed and cursed at me. Since she refused to leave my house, I called the cops on her too. That was how I got back at my ungrateful sister. Honestly, the saddest part of this story is that while OP resorted to these things and got their revenge... You know just on the way OP was saying things that deep down inside, it was the last thing they wanted to do. It's just they were given no other option when your sibling is so self-destructive. I mean, they're so self-destructive, it started becoming destruction for other people too. That said, our next story is... Husband cheats on me with sister, so I take his life savings. I read in a newspaper article or a magazine somewhere that men have a hard time controlling their sexual desires. I know this is true. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com because back in high school guys would say anything literally say anything just for you to get with them it's weird but still i appreciated that fact and that was why i forgave my college boyfriend greg when he cheated on me with my course mate slash project partner maddie but i felt like there was a place where the boy testosterone slash excessive horniness excuses stop I expected that when we're married, you find a way to cut back on those things that put you in a position to want to cheat on your wife. But that was not the case for my husband, Greg. After cheating twice, once when we were in college and the other a few years into our wedding, he decided to give unfaithfulness one more go. And of all the girls in the world he could cheat with, he chose my sister, who he was almost 10 years older than, by the way. I've been stupid for so long, listening to his excuses and playing the understanding girlfriend and wife, but no more. I took my kid and raided his cash stash of over 170 grand. 
But before we proceed, let's go back to the dreadful day when I met Greg. The second semester of my first year in college was a bad year for everyone in my class. We had a classmate that died. It was self-inflicted due to depression. It's true when people say that when someone does that to try to escape the pain, the pain never truly goes away. It just gets passed to other people. I was one of those other people. I was never really close with the guy, let's call him Jacob, but we talked a few times. Whenever we sat together for a lecture, he never had any good things to say on virtually any topic. We could all be talking about relationships and when it was Jake's turn to speak, he would go on a dark rant about how painful and heart-wrenching relationships are, inadvertently bumming us all out. I started to avoid him because of this. Most of us did. We never truly tried to appreciate how much he was suffering until it was too late. When we got the news, I felt sick immediately. I blamed myself. Anyways, after a few weeks of not leaving the couch, my roommate Fred decided that we needed to go to an actual party to get me out of my pity party. He wanted to go to a rave, but I wasn't into it, so we settled on getting drinks at a bar with some friends. When we got to the bar, I listened to one of my friends, Jean, go on and on about her new boyfriend. And after a few minutes, the waiter brought me a martini. I quickly told him I didn't order it, but he told me that it was from one of the guys at the bar. I looked around, and there I saw him. Greg with some guys. He waved at me, and I waved back. I rarely drank because I was a lightweight, so I'd promised myself that I was only going to drink club soda that evening. Before I could decide what to do with the drink, Jean slid it over to her side and drank it. We kept talking for a few moments before Fred alerted me that he was coming over. I turned to him and he said hi and introduced himself. He asked me if we could talk for a moment. I wanted to say no because I'd already surpassed my energy limit when I decided to go to the bar with Fred. Before I could answer him, Fred spoke up on my behalf. He said yes, that I would very much like to talk to him. I decided to just go with it and hear what he had to say. We talked for a little while at the bar, and within those few minutes, he proved himself to be a really interesting guy. He was somebody that I'd like to see again, but when he asked me if I'd go out with him, I said no. I told him I was busy with stuff and figuring things out and I couldn't be in a relationship then. He said okay, and gave me his number in case I changed my mind. I was sure I wouldn't, but I collected it anyway. The next few days, I'd totally forgotten all about Greg. I went to class, which was the first time I had in some time. We had a test, so I had to show up. When we were done, I stepped out of the hall and headed home. As I was walking across the lawn, I heard someone yell my name from behind me. I turned around, and to my surprise, it was Greg. He walked up and said hi, and we talked for a while. The next time I checked my watch, an hour had passed, and I told him I'd had to go. He said okay and told us to continue our conversation over dinner. That was the second time he was asking me out, so I decided to say yes. He was sweet, smart, and funny. What could go wrong, right? Well, we went out together once, then again and again, and one month later, we were dating. Every one of my friends liked him. He was more outgoing than I was, and they all had fun with him whenever he was around. Greg played basketball on the school team, and because of that he was kind of popular, which didn't sit well with me. I didn't want to be one of those girls associated with jocks, but Greg assured me that it wasn't a problem, and that if I wanted to keep our relationship private, it was fine. 
Back then, I thought that this was him being the sweetest guy on earth, but I didn't realize that it was all a ploy to cheat on me. Girls tend to ask fewer questions when they can't associate you with an actual girlfriend. I learned this the hard way. A few weeks into the start of our second year, my class was put in groups for a project, and I was paired up with a girl named Maddie. We met up at a coffee shop to discuss our plans for the project, and when Greg came to pick me up, he met Maddie. I introduced Greg to Maddie as my friend, because as we've discussed before, we were keeping our relationship private from anyone who wasn't close to us. I went to the restroom for a minute, and before I came back, Maddie and Greg had already exchanged numbers. I didn't know this at the time, of course. A little over two weeks later, I was supposed to go to classes, but it was my time of the month and I was feeling like crap. I was on the road already and I didn't want to return home because Greg's place was closer. I went into his house, and to my shock, Maddie was there, and she wasn't clothed. They both weren't. I've never been so shocked and confused in my life. Till that day, I never even had the slightest idea that maybe Greg was cheating on me. He'd always been so sweet, so attentive. He'd been the perfect boyfriend. Of course, I should have known that they don't exist. I walked out of the house without giving him a moment to explain. Maddie also looked as confused as I did, but I didn't even bother to talk to her. It was my fault anyways. She didn't know he was my boyfriend. Greg tried calling and sending texts, but I didn't reply to any of them. I just stayed in my room. He even tried coming to my apartment, but I told Fred not to let him in. A few days went on like this, and the next time I saw Maddie in class, she promptly apologized. She told me that she had no idea that we were together, and when she asked Greg, he also said that we were just friends and nothing more. I told her that it was fine since she didn't know, but I still didn't talk to Greg for another few weeks. In my mind, I had decided that we were over, but that was far from the truth. Exactly three weeks after the incidents, Greg still hadn't stopped calling, texting, and sending me gifts. He even kicked it up a notch by coming to camp out by my apartment doorstep. On one particularly cold night, I decided to let him in so I wouldn't be the reason why he froze to death. We talked that night, and he told me that Maddie didn't mean anything to him. He was in that mood, and she was available, and it happened. I didn't want to listen to him at first, until he started to blame me for not being attentive to his needs and how I was always so distant. There was some truth to what he said because that semester had been particularly tough and I had to double up on my studies. He promised not to repeat the same mistake, and I forgave him. Nothing like that ever happened again during our time in college, although now I suspect that he just found a way to hide his vices. After our time in college, we moved in together immediately and we both started working on our careers. I got pregnant a few years later and I had to take time off work to give birth. After that, I stayed home longer to take care of the baby and soon enough, it didn't make sense to return to work. Because Greg was earning enough for the family, we got married a few months after the baby was born and we moved to another city as Greg's job demanded. When our baby girl, Kate turned five, I decided to make something of my career. I had been a stay-at-home mom for too long. Greg agreed with this and we decided to hire a babysitter. We hired a young woman, Jocelyn, and she picked up Kate from school every day and stayed with her till Greg and I got back from work. 
She was a really beautiful girl, and I would have been wary if I'd thought that Greg was still a stinking cheater when he was in college. Besides, whenever she was around, Greg always greeted her formally, and their exchanges were always less than two minutes. So, imagine my surprise when I came home in the afternoon, a few hours earlier than I was supposed to, because one of the executives in the firm had an issue with the police. I walked into my bedroom, hoping to get some rest before going to cook Greg dinner. He must be very hungry when he came back from work, I thought. But no, he didn't look very hungry in the position I found him in when I opened the door. I fired the maid, we argued and yelled, and he apologized once again, blaming his masculine urges once again. He also blamed me, saying it was my fault for hiring a babysitter because I was dangling a pretty girl in front of him and he took the bait. I took Keith and we both slept at a motel for a few days before coming back home. I decided to quit my job and become a stay-at-home mom. He wouldn't have any other excuse, right? Lol. Another year after the babysitter incident, my sister Louise came to visit. She had just broken up with her boyfriend who she'd been living with and she needed a place to stay till she could get back on her feet. Luis was a mess this period because she'd been with her boyfriend since high school. They had just finished college and she thought they were going to build a life together. It didn't work out. Anyways, I felt safe having Luis in the house because she was my sister. There was no way Greg was going to make a move on her. At least that was what I thought. As I've said before, Greg was loving, caring, and attentive. That was how he won me over in college, and that was the same way he won Luis over. I had gone to get some groceries that fateful day, and when I came back, I knew something was wrong. Kate was by herself in the living room, and there was no sign of Greg or Luis. I checked the bedroom, and there they were, kissing passionately. There was no mistaking it. They were about to get together. Greg jumped off the bed as soon as he saw me and did what he did best. He begged and pleaded, counting all the reasons why it wasn't his fault. While Luis just sat there crying. I thought I knew pain when I caught him cheating the first time, or the second time. I thought I couldn't be moved anymore by his promiscuity, but that was a lie. I locked myself in the bathroom for over 30 minutes crying. And when I was done, I knew what I was going to do. That night, I gave Luis some money to get a motel while I slept in the guest room. The next day, Greg apologized once again before going to work, and even though I didn't say anything, he had believed that I was going to get over it like the last two times. But that wasn't going to happen. A few hours after he left for work, I went to his stash, which was a loose floorboard in his closet. He kept all his valuable things there because he thought that having a safe would be too obvious if we ever got robbed. I grabbed all the money in the safe, which totaled 178 grand. Then I grabbed all my stuff before going over to Keith's school to pick her up. Then I left for another city. When I safely settled, I called my lawyer and filed for a divorce. It was quick and quiet because Greg didn't want anyone to know that he cheated with my sister. He gave up the house, which I sold off because I didn't want to have any memory of him. He didn't even mention the money in court because he knew that if he did, I would have gone the extra mile to let everybody know what a cheating jerk he really was. I still don't speak to my sister, but I guess in time I'll learn to forgive her. Or not. Let's see how it goes.
I mean, no offense, but based off of OP's track record, it seems like it's almost inevitable at some point they're going to forgive their sister and start talking to them again. If you were in a committed marriage and your own sibling ends up sleeping with your spouse, would you ever be able to forgive your sibling again? Would you ever be able to go back to having a sibling relationship with them? I'd like to know what you guys think, but with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.